This podcast is a member of the Pokecasters Network. For more information, go to pokecastersnetwork.com. Our boy is very hyperactive in the background, so please don't mind a very hyper hound hour. He had a piece of the curry that we made. Like, legit, he had a like big this piece of This is going to be the second week in a row that, like, Angus has been the opener. Good morning. Good evening. That's it. (laughs) (laughs) That's all you get. Well, we kind of abandoned that uh, with um, the last episode, I think. I don't think we did a good morning, good evening, good afternoon on that one. Did we? We did not. Oh. So maybe we should just go ahead and retire that. No, I like it. Okay, well, maybe we'll just do it with us. Yeah. Oh, okay. As you'll be able to tell already, we are doing the old format that we talked about doing again when we did our hype episode on Galar by giving you our Pokemon Sword and Shield First Impressions episode. Champagne bottle! Pop! Crashes into a window. Oh boy! Sorry. <laughs> you really, you really helped create the um, what's the word? Oh, Atmosphere. No. I'm sorry. No, that's not the right word. Uh oh. Embarrassment. <laughs> anyway, uh-huh. so this is going to be uh, our second in the line of talking about Galar, doing our little bit of our. First impressions about playing the game. This is going to be a warning for anybody who has not played yet that there is going to be like a few spoilers, but we are only going to go up to the opening ceremonies at Mototoke? Motospoke? Motorboat? (laughs) I mean, these names are a little bit easier to pronounce than they were back in um, Kalos, but it's still like... That's, it's a lot of T's, a lot of O's, lots of O's. There is a lot of O's. Especially in that one. So it's like, it's kind of, I don't know. I've never been really good at pronouncing like particular names of cities if I have not heard it first. So the gym ceremonies are pretty much the first thing that you do before you become a gym challenger. It's pretty much your... But this that's where it ends. Yeah, that's That's as far ends. as we go. Okay. We got to go all the way back to the beginning. In the beginning. In 1998. No. Okay. <laughs> A little bit sooner than that. Please. I don't want to go back there. It was a nice time, but that time has passed now. Okay. Let's talk about... 2012. Oh, definitely not. No. Um, <laughs> 2016. Oh, Jesus, no. Um, That's a big no-no. Let's see here. 2019. Uh, 2019. In Galar. Well, let's let's go back to the day we got the game. Oh, gosh, that was fun. I yeah. mean, granted, I had to, like, the moment we were in line, 
over at GameStop, we I had to put on headphones because people were immediately talking about the the leaks that they found, the basically different like, designs of Pokemon. I was listening to them as my partner was doing what they could to go ahead and just block them out. Mm-hmm. We didn't introduce ourselves. I, I mean, should like, know who we are. You guys should know. I mean, like, I put our names not only, like, on the podcast, but, like, inside the description I also uh, mention us. And then I mention us, our names on the Twitter, inside the bio, and sometimes inside the tweets. I mean, like, I put our names in a lot of places. Oh, no, he found the squeaky. Just take... Take the squeaky. Take the squeaky. <laughs> You're you are easier to reach him, honey. I am not. Yes, you are. Angus, no squeaky. No. Stop it. Stop <laughs> it. No. I think he understood me. Oh my god. <laughs> uh oh, he's running away. <sighs> so. Yeah. That was Angus. <laughs> and for those who are new to the show, Angus is our Labrador mix black pity. dog. He is a pity Labrador black dog. He is. Um, he's our dog. Not much more to say about him, but as he's calming down, let's talk about lunch night. November 14th. We got off of work, came home. Rested for a little bit, took care of the dog, and then we went directly to Five Guys Burgers and Fries. No, we went from Five Guys Burgers and Fries, then to the GameStop, because the moment we got out, it was already way past midnight. That's true. It was foggy. The the important part was that we went to go eat really big burgers beforehand. It was super foggy, y'all. It was really foggy. It was very ominous. Us getting the game and then going off and just into a fog or everything just felt like, ooh, it's so hazy and mysterious. Stuff, important stuff is going to happen. And it did. Actually, important stuff does happen in a foggy, <laughs> in a foggy day over in Galar and when you first begin your adventure. But so I'll, leave, I'll leave that surprise we, to you. We get, we got the games. Yeah. We go home. Yeah. We immediately sit down and start opening them and get into the game yeah we started playing them together like immediately and we just went like wow number one thing that i think a lot of people are not talking about is that as soon as we put the game in we were able to play it there was no day one patch oh oh you're right that's right there wasn't usually they have a day one patch where you if you you need to connect onto the internet just to play the game not on this one baby it was just grab and go grab and go we yeah that's right well so our house though in pokemon i love it so much they do so much to immediately show you the character that you are on their phone and um just like a realistic setting in like not realistic as in like you know photorealistic but realistic and like if you lived in the pokemon world you would still just be like watching pokemon stuff on the tv or on your phone and novellas 
so we see uh, that the the just introduction uh, through our phone just everything is given to us in the form of a you know just an introduction to a show where we see the champion Leon take on a, a new challenger. Well, the way they introduced it, instead of this, they actually broke the formula this time. They did not introduce and welcome to the world of Pokemon with uh, with the professor. They actually broke the they broke that habit by introducing everything by an announcer who named Rose, and he is the one who pretty much is the basically he's the corporate madman. No, he's not. He's cool. I just have a feeling about him. But <laughs> he is the corporate face for the Pokemon League. Yeah, so he was annu- he's pretty much announcing everything like an intro before you start a whole stadium match and introduce Leon and you pretty much um you pretty pretty much know who Leon is. Yeah, everyone knows who Leon is. Everybody knows who Leon is. Like, wow. And apparently you yourself are a bit of a fan. Which is why I love that little that little thing where when you spin around enough, you strike the same pose that he does. <laughs> which is very, very freaking cute. But when it comes to how everything first begins, it's it's a very... I don't know. It's very cute. And very... Like, when you first start out in this... um in the home that you start off with, in the town that you first start off with, it does feel very homey. It feels... I don't know how to describe it. it. That's the best way that I can. It just feels comfortable. Every room looks like it has its own personality, and it looks like just the area that you start in, your living room, tells a story. Oh, yeah. Like, even when you go into the houses of Hop and Leon, which are, like, literally your neighbors. (laughs) Wow. No wonder you're a fan. Your neighbor was the champion. Oh, holy hecky. Someone from your hometown. And that's actually, like, that's actually what you learn about Leon. We'll get more into him later. But in terms of the personality, as Janine had said, um... Every single room, like, in the past, you really didn't see much personality in in terms for, like, the room decorations. But in this one, it is very unique to the main characters. You get to see Hop. You get to see Leon, who is just a jock. He is such a jock. He has his own cap collection and, like, weightlifting and everything. And, like, it's really great because it does feel like an actual home that's being lived in. When you go to the living room of this family, um, you actually see the trophies that Leon has has made. You even see a jersey being hung up. Yep, all right there above the fireplace, right where you would put them. And, I mean, like, yeah, and to me, that's like, that's definitely something, like, a freaking family member would do. If, like, one of their own, like, was <laughs> winning all these. Like, that's, yeah, that's legit. That's literally legit. Yeah. And, um. Let's talk a bit uh, ab- about Hop. Oh my gosh, Hop. Hop has. A great design. He does. I mean, <laughs> you definitely see a lot of him with his own style, but also carrying, like, a little bit of his big brother with him. Oh gosh, and he's, like. 
He's very impressionable, Hop. Um, he just wants to be like his big brother. He wants to surpass his big brother, which I mean is like, like granted, I can see that trope being very annoying um, for some where it's just like, like my, it's like, hey, look at my brother. My brother is the best. Thus, I am also the best. But <laughs> it's understandable. He's a kid. Yeah, he's I a mean, little like, kid. He gives you that feeling that he is. Hop to Leon is how I felt to Red when I played um, Pokemon Gold and Silver. I mean, yeah, actually. I mean, I idolized a champion. Yeah. Uh, they were somebody that I felt like, you know, I wanted to emulate and be like inside of a new setting. But, like, also, it was, like, you know, they were their own thing. I tried to make it my own thing, and I definitely, like, was a little bit overconfident about a few things. I was very, uh, like, Hop, I was very rush, 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 rush. It's like, okay, let's go, let's go, let's go, let's go, let's go. Whenever I went through my Pokemon journeys. And that was, like, one thing that <laughs> I know that I actually relate to with Hop. When every, and everybody comments and it's like, man, this guy, this, like, this kid does not slow down. He's just, there he goes. He's yeah, already there. I, I feel like Hop is, like, a combination of Hal from um, Pokemon Sun and Moon and Wally from Diamond and Pearl. And oh, yeah. just that they are both very much energetic and want to get out there, but also have that feeling of friendly rivalry. Mm -hmm. uh, they definitely are a little bit much more self-centered by saying that you are my rival and you will make me better as Leon like gets you to do that for them. But like you are also your own person. It, it feels like hop is how everybody who's treating him bad is being it's like he thinks it's his story he does he i, I mean that that's actually still and I, everybody who's playing it also thinks it's their story so that's why their personalities clash if like i'm playing the game just as like Fiona? i'm not playing me i'm playing another character and doing that i can be able to see like there is a difference in that because if I was just playing myself, I don't think I would have enjoyed Hop that much because I would still have that feeling like, wait a minute, I'm the player. I'm the person going through all of this. You're supposed to be my rival. It like, makes me tougher. You should have the Pokemon that is strong against my starter. Yeah, and it makes sense though. I mean, like I know that people don't really praise the writing of Pokemon that much, but I think it's still very smart what they did in terms of it really hit home that this that a couple of these characters are the main characters of their own story. And you definitely see that with Hop. Yeah. I mean like these aren't people who were built up around for the you. sole purpose of helping you out in different ways. Mm -mm. Which I felt like definitely people got a lot of things out of when it came to um, the sixth generation in Kalos. Oh, definitely. Oh, my God. You had a eh. number of different yeah. rivals just all together in one big group as a friend group. And, like, each one of them, like, represented a different kind of rivalry. They all revolved around you, though. Yeah. It was kind of weird. And, and in me. this one, it's like they had their own lives without you. Hop had a Pokemon before 
you got your starters before you left. He had a Wooloo, the town's official Pokemon. And he actually gets ahead of you. Yeah, like he's he's doing his own thing. He, yeah, you're you're important to him because you're a best friend and a neighbor. But you're still you're still free to kind of like still do your own thing um, as as you journey on. Honestly, like what Leon says to you is like, hey, you can be his rival. It may actually help him, you know, grow. Because the one thing that I love is that Leon was actually kind of hesitant. So here's the best thing. Here's the best piece of, of exposition that I liked. In order to, you can't just like get a Pokemon and go off to beat the gyms. It's not like in the old days. And apparently, because they take gym challenges so seriously, it has, act, it has become a legitimate sport that is broadcasted. Like, it's kind of like with uh pokemon world tour united actually um that's a different podcast but (laughs) yeah you don't get free advertising but (laughs) they you have to be endorsed first by somebody who is a part of of the leagues like whether i'm guessing like whether champion the face of it the gym leaders too i imagine yes i believe they they do and i think that before leon agrees to um, give the, his sponsorship to uh, you and how as you play. The first oh, idea, the, the first idea, is to uh, get a sponsorship from the professor. Oh yeah, yeah, that's another thing. I think that's what was talked about, but um, I don't know if it was or if I read it wrong. But it does seem like something that is possible because, you know, getting a sponsorship, you have to catch the eye of somebody. And be like, I want to do this, and you know, it's pretty much like a. I'm sorry, y'all. It's <laughs> it's sleepy time. It's sleepy time. We're recording late, and we just ate a bunch of curry. Yeah. Because we made curry the first day. That was we actually something we November fifteenth. We we made curry for the first time, and now, um, you know, since playing the game, we're just like, oh, now we want curry every time that we make curry in the game, and yeah, it's um. It's a really easy dish. You guys should learn how to make curry. It, you know, you make one thing of it and it lasts forever and it's so good. Well, that is if you use two packets like we did. <laughs> but um... Be like us. Make all your food for the week in one big pot. Oh my goodness. And it's curry. <laughs> and you eat it while you play Pokemon. Or before you talk about Pokemon. Oh no. Oh, I'm stuffed. But... Gosh, what was I saying? Oh, yeah, it's kind of like a a letter of recommendation, ain't it? Right, and you have to, like, register with that recommendation. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You get yourself a jersey number. (gasps) You get yourself your own league card. Yeah. Which is basically, like, the coolest thing ever because instead of, um, you know, like your little trainer ID that you used to have that just kind of, like, had, like, a small picture of you that you kind of got to change a little bit in, like... This one you actually get to really have a lot of fun with. Yes, and I think that it really does show, like, seeing online people doing different poses, different outfits, different effects on the card. It really does, like, seem like something that is, like, your own. Mm -hmm. It's just, like, one of the many different things you can be able to customize. Oh, yeah. I chose Baldur's number as uh, 491. It's the... It's 
it's the number for for Darkrai. <laughs> I know you're kind of giggling, but like not a lot of people know Balder as a character to really know the significance of it. I used four five three. That is Krogunk's number, and that's just because that's my favorite Pokemon. Yeah. But that's already in contention because the evolution of Score Bunny is really, really. Janine might doing actually it have for a... me. <laughs> I might have a new one. I don't know yet. I mean, I'm still playing through, but oh goodness. Speaking of starters, so the introduction of the starters. I know we're like actually really milking this, but I mostly blame our dog. But um, the introduction of the starters was awesome. Yeah, I mean, like, it did show all of their different personalities of what they're like, um, so that people could be able to just be like, I want that one based on, you know, either design, personality that it's shown, but also shown that, like, these guys are friendly to each other. It's not like they're in large competition. They're in, like, a friendly competition. They don't hate each other. No, no, and it's like, it's really cute because it felt a lot more engaging, and that's why I kind of like that in Sun and Moon too, is that you actually meet them. You just don't, like, open up a screen and you hover over a ball and there's a silhouette of them, and, or, like, a picture of them, you know? You actually get to interact with them, which is something that I really, really liked in uh, Sun and Moon, and so just like Sun and Moon, um, you get to choose your, your new friend, and it's really cute, and they're really happy to join you. I pick Sobel. He's so cute. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> oh, baby. I'm sorry. So, um, before we get too carried away, I do want to go ahead and mention that we did ask uh, for people's first early reactions on the Twitter now, the first one I do want to mention is Tanner Vogelsang. Tanner. At Sparky Upstart on Twitter. Tanner. Tanner, Tanner. says. Okay, here are the main ones. Sound, de- sound design is great. Not just music, but the clatter of like little feet and flapping of wings. Oh, yeah. I've noticed that. Like, they really did take a look at how these Pokemon or people would sound on different terrain. Like, they really did a lot of sound design in that. And Well, not only that, but also the walk animation of every single Pokemon. Um, like Litwick. Litwick doesn't have feet. So the sound that he makes kind of sounds like, like a really soft dragging. And you hear that. It also kind of sounds like I don't know how to describe it. It sounds like putty. <laughs> well, I can't interrupt too much because we still have like a lot of things from other people too. Okay, well they we're... gave us a really, really hard lists. Ooh, okay. What does Tanner say? Hop is a great rival right from the start. Even with one-sided dialogue, you get a good sense of his friendship with you. Yeah. Which we were talking about. He does seem like a very good like friend. He's a buddy buddy. Alright. Even with Pokemon Cut, there are so many old faves here that I didn't notice. Yeah. I mean, like, there were times where I just 
was completely surprised that a particular Pokemon, you know, was in here because I had seen nothing about it before, and there it is. That was me with, uh, which one was that that made me surprised? I think that was with Slurpuff. Swirlix and Slurpuff? Yeah, I got surprised seeing them. The Slumbering Wild is such a great vibe. Ooh. Yeah, the, 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 the Slumbering Wild, or Wild. Wow. I don't know how it's pronounced. We're Maybe America. Welsh. Feels Welsh. <sighs> but that's a very foggy area where you get to have a very fateful encounter. Wink. Also, final thing from Tanner. Camping is awesome. Gosh, it is. Oh my gosh, that's actually like the one thing that I do the most. That's actually how I level. <gasps> Can we mention that? Like, I remember telling that to you, darling. Hmm. That I just kind of, that was the one thing that I didn't like Pokemon is just the grinding. But you can actually, like, you can actually level up your Pokemon by just spending time with them. You can just ex- Boost up their experience points by by playing. By playing and feeding them. And giving them attention. And watching them race each other. Poorly. Sometimes. <laughs> oh my goodness. Alright, we got another one from... Well, another set. From past guest... Uh, Pokemon Cute Trainer Charlie. Yay. At, magic, at Magical underscore Pride on Twitter... First one, I liked the starting town. Big fan of them being big Wooloo fans. Yeah. <laughs> it's so cute. I love them. It definitely did set a good tone that Wooloo was the town's favorite. And oh, yeah. When Wooloo gets so stressed, it just rolls away. It doesn't want to deal with you. Yep. I like that Hop has a starter already with his Wooloo. I think it adds a bit of character that he isn't just picking a starter with you, and it makes the first fight interesting that you got to fight two Pokemon. That's true! That's actually a first, ain't it? I feel like that's very, like, you know... Like his first Pokemon was a Wooloo. Yeah, I feel like that actually, like, is one of those small little details uh, that, you know, tells you about the world. Uh, Somebody his age would already have a Pokemon... And that Pokemon would just be like the town's Pokemon. Yeah, I like that a lot. I mean, like, I feel like there's probably a reason why you as the player character did not also have a Wooloo or any other Pokemon. But, you know, it it also makes it a big deal that this is your first one. Your rival may have had another one, but, like, this is, this is yours. This is your babe. This is your friend. This is your son. Alright, next beat. I like Leon as a champion. He's a good champion. I feel like... he's such a goober. (laughs) Yeah, he's got that kind of, like, confidence that exudes, I am a winner, but also kind of like that caring of, like, leading people to, like, do better. He arrives, like, at a train station in front of the hometown, and he's just, like talking and addressing and being nice and showing off with his Charizard but overall it's just like he's not showing a lot of arrogance he's just showing confidence and 
he wants to do his town proud. He does not look down at the people of his hometown. He just, he wants to do them good, you know? He doesn't want to do them dirty. And, like, that's actually what the one thing that I liked about Leon, too, is that he was actually hesitant in endorsing because he doesn't know if y'all are ready yet. He didn't, He actually wanted to see if y'all were good with wanting to take the challenge uh, with the gyms and he didn't want you to rush into it he wanted you to like you know battle hop like the both of y'all battle each other to see how y'all would do so yeah it's actually really great i love it he's a great character yeah he's a goober absolute goober sonia is a very good character too good design and personality she actually feels like one of the characters that have a lot more depth, but I think that's because we're seeing her in the eyes of a fellow adult. Yeah, we are. We're kind of like introduced to her as uh, somebody who started off on the journey, kind of didn't really go through or follow through with being a professor's assistant and just kind of getting back into it. So I feel like it's also kind of like seeing her as a start and getting back into it. Also kind of feels like, you know, old Pokemon fans who, like, started, you know, in early generations and kind of fell off getting back into it. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And, like, not only that, but she is, like, she does give that vibe. (laughs) She literally feels like the same vibe as someone who dropped out of college and is slowly trying to get back up into it again. (laughs) Because she's I mean, ha- as a dropout, I gotta tell you, like, I really kind of related to her. Oh, yeah, no, no, same. Also, as a fellow dropout, I kind of related to her because then it got into the whole, when are you going to get a job or what are you doing with your life type of questions. And it's just like, ugh. Oh, yeah. I mean, like, Sonia had two different things. It was either, like, go back to being a Pokemon professor or assistant or, you know, start a podcast. Yeah. Whichever one she wanted. I'm still proud of her. Camping was a great addition to the games. I missed making Pokeblocks and Ruby, Sapphire, and Emerald, probably one of the few, but cooking gives me a similar vibe. Wait, what? That's what you, well, that was actually a generation I skimped out on. So. Yeah, in uh, Pokemon, Ruby, Sapphire, and Emerald, you had the ability to make Pokeblocks by throwing berries in and making a Pokeblock based on its flavor would be able to increase certain kind of stats for beauty pageants. And you could be able to do it with four people. And I did it with four people once. It was really cool. <laughs> Pokeblocks, are they like, what, gummies? No. What were they? They're blocks. They're just, what, that you lick? That you put in your pocket. They're pocket blocks. Oh. You give them to your Pokemon. I don't know what they do with it. Do they eat it? Maybe. <laughs> I don't know what else just, they do. With I them. just imagine like you give one to a bay leaf, and like it puts it underneath its armpits. No, and just walks off. No, that's what I, they do with them. I just imagine that the bay leaf just like looks at it. It's like here, hold this, and it just eats it. <laughs> What's the next one? All right, next one is from Osmov underscore fangirl at Osmov underscore fangirl. That's a quality account if I've ever seen one. Hi, although not quote-unquote perfect, I've been enjoying a lot of the game. One of the reasons is with the wild area and the variety of weather. I've been able to add 
to, uh, to my team Pokemon and even types that I've never tried before. Example, on other games, I'll have to I'll have to go to the snowy city, usually sixth or fifth gym, to get an ice Pokemon. Now I can get one even before the first gym. Also, as someone who likes to wander and collect junk on RPGs, the game has covered me with Watts, ingredients, and other items. That's very true. And that's also extremely true with the typing. As everyone knows, I always announce that I am a dark type. I'm a dark type trainer. That's just who I am. But now... (laughs) I found myself surrounded with fairies. I still have a couple of ghosts. But I'm dealing with the completely different typings altogether. Even um even I've even dealing with Pokemon that I have never had any experience before. Yeah, I'm ro- I I still have a couple of poison Pokemon in my team, but I switch out like regularly other Pokemon so that I can be able to experiment and try different Pokemon based on what I need. And um, the wild area is very good at be able, like, being able to... Kind of prepare you. Yeah, by giving you, like... It's basically instead of, like, all of the types are sequestered off into certain areas and you cannot get that type unless you're around that area. It's more like the wild area is open and you will be able to get... Your typing's based off of the weather. And, you know, basically what's around the weather and the time of the day and the area in which they're in. And, you know, sometimes you'll be able to find some pretty cool rare ones, too. But, like, you have that ability now of just, like, going to, like, parts of the world early on in the game with typings with Pokemon that you would not normally be able to get so early. Like, we we had an Axew raid battle. Mm. A dragon type. I and during our it. first day. And also during our first day, we got um, a Honech. Oh, yeah. Hankle. That's My... a steel and a ghost. Normally, you, you would have to wait quite a while before you got either one of those typings. But we got it before we even like went to our first gym. Was it our first gym or was it our second one? I just know we. I just know it was, we got into It was like... on the first day. Oh, really? Yes, wow. we got it. And then you showed it off to our friend who loves Honedge. Oh yeah, Barry. <laughs> and then she like bought the game like two days later. Yeah. After seeing like after seeing some people playing it, like they really, really, really liked it, and I'm just so happy because Kenzie, well, or my friend Barry. Is it also known as Barry? But she was one of those Pokemon players who just fell off of Pokemon for a while, would try to get into it, but would just kind of lose interest, like, fairly quickly. She told me that she has not finished a Pokemon game in years. Has not finished one. And so it's really... It really makes me happy to know that like this and I apparently like to other people that this game has really started to like stick with her so far which is kind of a relief I think makes me really happy I think 
it really is something that, you know, somebody who was so lapsed inside of the Pokemon franchise came back to it. But also we had another friend who's getting into it for the first time for the main games. And uh, previous guest on the show, Shannon. Yeah. Well, the first Shannon. Shannon Baxter. The Quagsire. The Quagsire episode. Our museum mom. Our museum mom and, like, lovely, lovely guest. Um, never played a main series Pokemon game. Yeah. Not that much of a gamer, but, like, really interested in getting into this one. It's 11 o'clock. <laughs> it's 11 o'clock. It's late. And, like, here we are just talking about as much as we can about this game. I mean, what else can we say? Why did you open up another can? I did not open of... up the, another can. It's the same one. <laughs> oh, my goodness. <laughs> the wild area can also be scary. I mean, people have already seen <laughs> some videos online. <laughs> the wild area also generates Pokemon you cannot catch as a way to tell you you're in over your head. But also something to aspire to get when you're higher level. Like, at that point, I can understand people just being all like, why Why can't I be able to catch that strong Pokemon? Like, why can't I do it? And I am, And I can understand it. Granted... It will not listen to you, but... But, you know, being able to catch it is also, like, another thing. I think it it makes sense. I mean, I think levels are something we get to see. I think they're not something that, like, the characters themselves are able to see. And when something looks very strong and, like, you're not able to catch it, that's the result of, like, a Pokemon just, like... Catching the Pokeball, dropping it at their feet, and stomping on it as if it were your dreams. <laughs> so you see it in more of a, and not a game mechanic, but more of like a it's mechanic a, that translates to a, a you know, world story. It's a thing. world story kind of mechanic. It's, you know, the Pokemon that you catch at a certain level don't obey you. And it's not because you're not that strong enough a trainer. Not because, like, oh, I looked at your badges and you don't have enough, so I'm not going to listen to you. It's more like you have not proven to yourself that you're very strong, so you don't exude as much confidence because, you know, you could be accomplishing more. And those accomplishments come from your victories. They aren't your victories. They come from them. Yeah, that's a good way to word it. And I mean, like, yeah, because, I mean, I will admit, po catching Pokemon that were way higher level for me, and I know that weren't going to listen to me, I didn't care. I really didn't care. I still caught them, and I was like, yeah, I can use them later, because I would just, like, level up real quickly, and then, like, okay, you're mine now. You know? But... This one, it, this one, it, it feels, I don't want to say personal, but it does make you feel like, okay, I have to get to this. It makes you care. It does, like, people are mad about it sometimes, but I mean, like, that means that you care. <laughs> yeah. And honestly, like, if you're not already, I want you to maybe open up a new account on your switch 
or maybe like start a new playthrough when you're done with your first one and go through and play it as a story play it as a character do the complete role play thing make decisions based on what who you're playing is as would make i'm i'm doing things based on the character you people voted me to do fiona right fiona who is a punk yeah with a what was that nature again which one i think it was brave brave or brash (laughs) anyway i've made a lot of decisions based on her and kind of found her character out and um she comes off kind of like hot-headed but like also has moments where she stops and she cares and that so kind of it's... that kind of uh that kind of affected your your battling strategy didn't it you actually battled like i would battle if i wasn't playing as a character which is harsh <laughs> i mean i do some sneaky underhanded stuff i try to have like two moves that combo off of each other and i try to do what i can in order to have a team composition that's different but, but you also, the moment you know that there is a typing uh, super effective, you immediately wail on it <laughs> with no strategy. Yeah. Which is what I did. I did that. I mean, there's there's a lot that's keeping me, like, on my toes. And oh, yeah. I'm taking the game very slowly. And yeah. I'm having a good time. Yeah. Same thing. And I hope you guys can enjoy it the same way too i know everybody plays games differently and there's no wrong way to play a game but inhabiting the idea of a character making decisions as that character and learning to evolve and change those that suit like how your character grows is something i'm very nerdy about yeah Luckily, you get to change your look on the like right before the gym ceremonies. Thank and I'm, goodness! Yeah. Thank I'm goodness. changing my character's look based on like their decisions and their successes. So oh, same. How like, they look now is different than before for different character reasons, and I'll get into it a little bit more on side of the Twitter account. But these are just our first impressions. Mm-hmm. We'll be getting into the mid game, I think. At least when we get up to four badges each, we'll sit down. We'll talk about how things are right now after that. Then we'll do another one after, you know, eight badges and going for the legendaries. And maybe another one after beating the champion and doing some post-game. Yeah. I think. We'll see. We'll see. I mean, it'll break somehow good. I know. Like, and like the after the first three badges, it's already a good stopping point to like start talking about more stuff. You've been talking about yourself. <laughs> I want to talk about my boy too. Okay, do it. Yeah, because my boy. <laughs> this is actually this is actually another thing. I I played a girl for the longest time ever since Crystal, and I think it's mostly because of my uh, gender fluidity that. I finally wanted to play a boy for once (laughs) and it was my choice too and I chose to be a boy and I chose to play as Baldur and how he starts off I imagined 
uh, a complete contrast to Fiona. With him, he's just a nervous, a nervous bad <laughs> who's trying his best. And like I've posted them up on Twitter, where he looks absolutely worried <laughs> and unsure. But um, as he's getting older, as he is experiencing more and more things, I'm playing it as that he's getting a little bit more confident. And um, and I also, because he is taking more of a chef experience when all of his Pokemon are named after foods, spices, herbs, delicacies, and I want to make sure that I can perfect the curry, the, <laughs> the curry mechanic. Because, and I want to try like making so many different ones too. Oh my goodness. I'm getting there. Yeah, we got up to four stars together, right? I think so, yeah. We actually did. It was really great. Like, I remember the first combination I did was the sweet and spicy combo, which was like, um, like what? It was, uh, apple and then some spicy, some spicy berries. That's what we did. It actually turned out really great. Well, we gotta go ahead. We gotta wrap this up. Yeah. Any final thoughts for your first impressions playing Pokemon? Oh my gosh. Sword. Sword's the one you were playing. Sword is the one I'm playing. Oh my goodness. This has... I think that's the point of this game. It has really gotten, gotten me out of my own comfort zone and explored more things, which I think is the point of this game. Because, yeah, exploration is, like, one of the things here. I mean, like, it also... It also made me a player want to just explore more in terms of Pokemon typing and things that I normally wouldn't do when it came to training and battling with different typings. I felt new again. It was really great. It was a nice feeling. What are your thoughts? I find that this is a very good game that not only is great to start sharing experiences, but also hearing about the experiences other people are having, uh, seeing the different ways they customize their characters and their league cards and the different things that you know they have done with their pokemon uh discovering all the cute little different ways that the pokemon move around the campsite oh my god how they interact with each other the new pokemon and their designs and their weird ways that they evolve it's just there's just so much that's new that it's just so fresh every single time that i play i try not to like you know, dump myself with information every time I go up on YouTube because there's always, like, different discoveries for it. But the fact that there are two different kinds of Poltegeist, and the only difference is is that, like, a small percentage of them are a part of, like, unique and, like, authentic old-school pottery. Antique pottery. Antique teapots. And, and other, everyone else is just like a, a replication, a recreation of it. A forgery. <laughs> oh my goodness. It's just a small little thing. It has no bearing on the game. Or the fact that there's two different shinies now. One of them's like a, extremely more rare. And it's just like it does nothing to affect how the game plays. It's just something that it looks, and it's just like some a little something extra to go after. It's and just I, extra flair. I love it so much. 
Anyway, that's it. Gonna that's that's it for me. I'm, I'm tired. I'm, I think we're, that's... we're tired. We need to go to bed. It's eleven fifteen now. I have to edit this tomorrow to have it up on the next day, and it's just oh goodness. What day is it? Uh, it's it's almost Tuesday now. Oh gracious! All right. So. Wait, wait, wait! Don't stop the podcast yet. Because this is a message from the future when I'm editing this. Oh. And we forgot to give our information up on about the Twitters. You could be able to find our Twitter at my favorite Pokemon. That is favorite spelled without the U because we are American. And that is Pokemon spelled P M Wait, I'm <laughs> <laughs> And you can be able to also visit our Patreon. That is patreon.com slash myfavoritepokemon. No pressure on that, though. The best thing you can be able to do to help our show grow is to recommend it to a friend. Or uh, you can give us a rating or a view. As you are listening to this, the very next day is going to be my birthday, November 28th. So as a good birthday gift for me, if you guys really want to, a good rating and review on iTunes would really be totally rad. But like, you it's know. birthday? <laughs> Are you serious? No, I'm not. I already gave you a birthday present. Yeah, but you also gave it to me like completely way off. <laughs> Because I wasn't, I wasn't gonna be able to give it to you on the twenty eighth, baby. Okay. I love you. I love you. I love you so much. Happy birthday, baby. Thank you. I'm the birthday girl. Yeah. And cry whenever you want. And I will. (laughs) (laughs) But is that all? All right. We got the Twitter. We got the Patreon. We got asking for reading review. And at the beginning, we did have a little bumper to let everybody know that we are a part of the Pokecasters Network. To find out more about that, visit Pokecasters.com. That's it. Okay, go ahead. End the podcast. I love you. Until next time. What's your favorite Pokemon? <laughs>